just nominated for a national award for one of our Spirit of Women um, programs, actually our entire Spirit of Women programming, and we're very excited. And Barb White, who is the leader of the team for our Spirit of Women team, is going to be going with Catherine Walker down to Miami. So they're going to be going in a couple weeks for the national conference, and we may get one of the awards. We were one of five um, hospitals and health networks nominated. So we're very excited about that. So in the uh, vein of our Spirit of Women programming, one of the topics um, that came across our way from Spirit of Women is something to do with overactive bladder. And we are ta- we are calling this program, It's a Stall World, little play on words. And I have with me here today, um, Lisa Oliveira, who's an APRN for a urology specialist here in Waterbury. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Thank you very much for having me. We're excited and we are very supportive of your efforts for the Spirit of Women. Thank you. Yes, you were part of our doing. Yeah, that's so great. And you were with us for Sparkle. Yes. And our big event back on May 11th. So you had a table and you actually. We had a lot of action. You you had a lot of action and you were one of our healthcare professionals that sat in the middle Mm -hmm. and women came to your table. What was the dessert we had on your table? Cranberry. Muffins. That's right. So a little play on, you know, urology. Supposed to have cranberry juice to ward off, you know, uh, urinary, urinary tract, tract infections. infections. So we had cranberry muffins. Sweet Maria is incredible. She picked all these crazy desserts. We're yes. gonna next year. We're gonna have to pick something different. And it was it was a, a wonderful event. And I was actually surprised. You know, our table was relatively busy, and really? a lot of people. And I thought at this type of venue, I wasn't sure if people would, you know, have questions. And there, at one point, I had a, a line. You had a line waiting for for people people to see you. What were some of the questions that people came to talk to you about? Many of them related to bladder issues, you know, whether it was urinary tract infections, but a lot had to do with, you know, some bladder control issues, the overactive bladder um, diet. Um, different things. So yeah, that's was, really incredible. Yeah. I, you know, I so encourage women to take the opportunity to pay attention to a lot of the program that we have for the Spirit of Women. And if you're not registered um, as part of our Spirit of Women team, you won't get those emails. Correct. So if you go on the St. Mary's Hospital website and click on Spirit of Women, you can just register and it's free. All of our programming is free except for Sparkle, which was only ten dollars, but it was incredible. We got this it full was. meal. It was. <laughs> so it's 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 awesome. And you touched on. Um, some of the questions that women ask. And today we are talking about overactive bladder, Um, calling it it's a stall world, which I think is a fun play on words, as I said. And I did a little bit of research on it myself just because, you know, being a nurse, if it's not something that you deal with on a routine basis, I wanted to refresh my memory. So maybe for the audience sake, we can talk about um, what an overactive bladder is, what is meant by an overactive bladder. You know, I've been in urology for almost 20 years and you know in the beginning no one really mentioned much because there was a lot of misconceptions and with you know some of the products that you see now out there for overactive bladder I have to actually thank them for the direct to consumer marketing because I think that heightened awareness and everyone thought well if you know you have to leak in order for their it to be called a problem that is not so so many people have altered their lifestyle for um, an overactive bladder because of the frequency of urination so they may not have 
you know, urinary leakage, but they certainly have altered their lifestyle. And these are the people that do what's called the bathroom mapping. <laughs> so they only will make their round of errands, you know, they'll make it in a way where they know that they have frequent bathroom stops. Wow. They're the ones that make a trip and they could tell you who has the cleanest restrooms, <laughs> where the restrooms are, but they actually, you know, make that a part of their everyday life. So it becomes disruptive. And so it could, an overactive bladder can be, it's greater than, you know, they we talk about usually voiding, you know, sick up to six times in a day, and it's greater than that. And it is with or without urinary incontinence. And that's right. the big key. It doesn't have to be with incontinence. So the reason these people may not have leakage is because they're, going so frequently to the bathroom to avoid that um, and you know so there's urgency also that would you, is and would you say that you know as we as we think about overactive bladder there are so many people out there that probably have it that aren't even coming forth because they don't even know what it is correct and I've seen a, a huge change you know in the 20 years but there still is more awareness that needs to reach people and so you know we, as women, on you know, we've become pretty, you know, ingenious with, you know, making it a part of our lifestyle and doing what we need to do in order to, we kind of deal with it. We learn to deal with things. Well, so. you mentioned it, women, but it's not just women that no. suffer from it. No. You know, and I think, I think when you hear women talking, they think it's like a normal part of menopause. Okay, I'm getting older. I Correct. have to go to the bathroom more frequently. Yes. But and that's that. not so with every woman it is not and i see it in i see it in non-menopausal women i see we we have a you know a young population it's across the continuum right. and yes it there is a greater likelihood for it as we age and then there are there are other events that occur not only um, from a woman, a woman's point of view, um, from a mechanical issue body-wise, but then they've actually looked at some, you know, brain changes as we age, and there becomes a point, you know, greater than sixty-five, where men and women actually their bars almost become equal really? in terms of prevalence. Yes. So when someone comes to you. What would lead someone to come to you? What, when do you think it gets to the point where it actually has someone coming to your office? Because, and beyond the point where you say, I'm just getting older. Correct. So, you know, how often does someone have to go in a day or during the night? You, I would think, to me, it's more someone getting up during the night that would drive them yes, to you. Yes, that is one. Um, and when it becomes disruptive to someone's sleep and they find that their functioning during the day is, you know, feeling the effects of that, the other thing case in point someone may come and say you know I go frequently but it's gotten to the point my husband and I like to walk there's a trail we walk wow. on in the evening and I can only get so far on that trail and I have to turn around and come back and you know p other people have said to me you know I get to a point and you panic if you think when you know that you've lived and it's not only the um, frequency of going it is the urge associated with it right so these people patients get such an overwhelming urge that there is fear that they may not make it right. to a bathroom. So you don't want to venture out beyond a point that you would be in that position. So how do you diagnose it? 
What do you so do to diagnose it? When the, well, and one of the things, and that's when patients come to us, my, our job as a urologist is to ensure there isn't another reason for bladder overactivity. So that's first and foremost. We want to be sure that someone's overactive bladder causes for an overactive bladder can be infection. It can be mechanical, such as a stone or a polyp or something aggravating the bladder within the bladder. So you don't, we don't want to work someone up and assume it's an overactive bladder and treat them for that without being sure that we have ruled out there isn't another reason. Because an overactive bladder can actually be a symptom Correct. of something else going on. So Correct. then you're going to work them up and do a full workup. We do. To ensure that, like you said, there is no stone or there is no infection going on. Because you do have frequency with both of those. You do. So, you know, there we would check a urine and we would look for any symptoms of infection. Is there blood in the urine, which would tell me there's something of an you know, there's something there that may be of an irritative nature. We usually will do an ultrasound mm -hmm. um, and check the kidneys and the bladder to rule out th things like stones or polyps or tumors, things like that. And if someone's, you know, we've worked them up and the urine's clear, there's no blood in the urine, their imaging was negative, then we can be more rest assured that it is an overactive bladder. And then we will you know, continue on from there. The other thing is we always bladder scan patients to be sure they're emptying the bladder. Another case in point with our diabetic patients. So you have stretch receptors in the bladder that sense bladder fullness. And just like, you know, the diabetic patients that may not get the proper feeling in their toes, right. their bladder may not get the proper feeling that it's full. So here they're thinking that it's frequency, but they're never really quite fully emptying the bladder. Does it ha Can someone be diabetic and not know they're diabetic and that may be their first symptom is an overactive yes. bladder? Yes. Especially in your younger patient. Mm-hmm. You know. we've, we, and we've come across that. We've tested their urine and we'll show that there's glucose in the urine and I'll ask and they have had no clue of, of anything related to diabetes or sugar. And so, you know, the good news for patients is, is that once you diagnose it as an, as an overactive bladder, you have an opportunity now to help people. Correct. They don't have to live that way. Correct. And there's a lot of different options. There are. So other than medical, can we do, are there complementary things people can do? Are there little hints you can give them? Oh, there are many. And we, we are very big on behavioral management. So diet and fluid intake. There are many things that a lot of patients are not aware of that are bladder irritants. Hmm. And you had an article. but yeah. And those are well, so things that are spicy, acidic things, um, uh, you know, caffeinated beverages, um, They're triggers. chocolate, are all alcohol, those are all triggers for the bladder. You know which one I thought was interesting was the cranberry, cranberry. juice. So that's, that's a, a funny, funny thing. thing. Yeah, I wanted so, to throw that out and there. And patients that, you know, kind of you know, throws them. I tell patients, if you do not have bladder issues, you know, and say you've had a UTI 
once or twice in your lifetime and you wanted to do things just as a preventative measure for preventing another UTI, that's where cranberry pills, cranberry juice come into play. However, patients think, oh, bladder, they immediately think cranberry. An overactive bladder, um, you know, that's one of the stimulants, uh, very acidic things. So they're pounding cranberry juice thinking they're doing something good and it's actually irritating irritating it that's when i saw that yeah because there's been so many myths about cranberry juice yes take it no don't take it yes you know and then there's another bladder condition that also gets mimicked with overactive bladder and it's um, interstitial cystitis which is uh the best way i could put it it's a non-infectious inflammation of the bladder. So it's not caused by infection, but women have those irritative symptoms. They are almost positive they have a urinary tract infection, and then they get tested over and over, and the results of their urine test is negative. Mm. And they'll have frequency, urgency, pressure. There, That may come, the only difference with that is it comes with some bladder pain as well. Right. That's a that's a horrendous disease. It not is. to get off track, but that's, it is. that's a horrendous disease and I'm sure it's you know you try to think of things that you can do their behavioral health or whatever there's not many medications you can take to calm that down either there is there's one medicine out there um, and only one unfortunately that helps Um, the downside to it is it takes about three months for um, a cumulative effect for patients to see the the results. Right. And so when you're dealing with something here and now and right. you're bothered by symptoms, it's very hard to and so what happens is patients end up thinking the medicine isn't working and not staying on it right. when in fact you really have to give it that time. You have time. to give it that time. So you started we started talking a little bit about behavioral health and things yes. to do. So what are some so of the things? So the other thing is Kegel exercises. So everyone thinks of Kegels <laughs> as stress incontinence, you right. know, coughing, laughing, sneezing and experiencing leakage. But there's an inhibitory feedback loop. So when we when we're able to contract our pelvic floor, it actually helps to inhibit an unstable bladder contraction. And that's from the overactive bladder. So there's actually a drill, and I have a sheet I give patients. It's called the assistive technique for urge control. And that's really the tough part of what people, you know, deal with. It's that overwhelming urge that they feel that if they can't control it, then they're going to have an episode of leakage and we have a term called the candle lock syndrome and patients will tell me (laughs) you know i'll i'll be driving and the minute i hit my driveway it's like my bladder knows i'm home and there it's that you know you're trying to get the key in the lock and you're kind of doing the dance at the front door and you know patients have said i i bust open the front door and all my packages just get dropped to the floor and i make a beeline to the bathroom and so it's that urge that we're trying to to kind of calm down and right. inhibit. And trying to get people to do those exercises. I think it's kind of like trying to get someone to do, you know, an exercise when they've had a back injury Correct. and staying really, you know, loyal to it. And it's something that you can't just do once. It's no, something it's every day. And I say to them, it's like brushing your teeth. You have to somehow incorporate it into your daily routine that's the only way it works and you want to know who's the most successful i ask patients those who have a commute to work 
Oh. So I tell them, you know, either every red light, have it be, you know, or, you know, if it's not too distracting for you, do it, you know, your commute in, your commute home. The other thing I tell patients is when you're watching TV in the evening, every commercial. So have a commercial be your trigger. There has to be something that triggers you that you just kind of automatically do it. Yeah, it's like a behavioral health type of thing. You have to just, you have to find that correlation and something that gets you to make it part of your routine. We make so many bad habits part of our routine and then something like this is so easy to do and it doesn't cost you anything. Correct. You know, and I think the trigger for me would be I want to try to keep you off medications. Yes. And there, you know, and medicines are one of the, the other thing that kind of scares people away from saying something is that from years ago, everyone thinks, oh, incontinence surgery. Right. And that is, you know, surgery is so minimal. That is rare. There's many other things. So yes, there are medications. So now I have my trusty producer here telling me we need to take a break. So when we come back, I do want to talk about medications and how they do help and and when and where we use them. Yes. We'll be right back. Renovate, redecorate, or consolidate. Turn high-interest credit card debt into one low monthly payment with a fixed-rate home equity line of credit from Savings Bank of Danbury. The equity in your home could be money in the bank with a great rate and easy access to your funds. Visit any Savings Bank of Danbury office. Apply online at sbdanbury.com or call 844-SBD-BANK. Savings Bank of Danbury, Connecticut's local bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. What is assistive technology? Assistive technology is any item or piece of equipment that is used to increase, maintain, or improve the functional capabilities of an individual with or without disabilities in all aspects of life, including at school, at work, at home, or in the community. Hi, this is Charlene from Western Connecticut Area Agency on Aging with your tip of the week. The Western Connecticut Area Agency on Aging Assistive Technology Center provides free personalized or group demonstrations on assistive devices such as magnifiers, phone amplifiers, vibrating alarm clocks, smart pen, and talking watch, just to name a few. These devices are now on display at our Assistive Technology Center located at the WCAAA 84 Progress Lane, Waterbury, Connecticut, 06705. Please call Charlene to make an appointment at 203-757-5449. Quasi Amusement and Water Park is putting a new spin on family this summer with Reverse Time, an exciting family thrill ride making its North American debut. And the kids are going to love Slide City, a new water slide complex just for the little squirts at Splashaway Bay Water Park. For less than 30 bucks per person, you can enjoy all the rides and water park all day long at Quasi. Or take advantage of 50 cent fabulous Friday nights with rides, hot dogs, and small Pepsis only 50 cents each after 5 p.m. And don't forget the $45 carload special Saturday after 5 p.m. It's time for the new thrill ride, Reverse Time. It's time for Quasi 
Kwasi Amusement and Water Park. Purchase 2016 Kwasi Season Passes online or at the park so you can enjoy the rides, water park, and Kwasi Beach all summer long. Affordable family fun is so close to home. It's Kwasi Amusement and Water Park, Route 64, Middlebury, just minutes off Interstate 84. For more information, visit Kwasi.com or call 1-800-F-O-R-P-A-R-K. 951-1320 WATR Weather Check Time here. Good morning, Tom, here in our Waterbury area. A hazy, warm, humid day today. Partly sunny, risk for showers, thunderstorms this afternoon, some with heavy rain, gusty winds, mid-80s. And there is an air quality alert for Fairfield County, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. today. Mostly cloudy, scattered showers, thunderstorms tonight, 65. And more showers, thunderstorms tomorrow, 75. Sunday, partly sunny, less humid, low 80s, and mostly sunny, low 80s Monday and again on Tuesday. This is WATR meteorologist Bill Jackwiman. At 9.52, currently 73 degrees at WATR. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I missed my cue last time, so I apologize. Welcome back. This is Robin Sill, St. Mary's Hospital, medically speaking in the morning. And today it's sponsored by a Spirit of Women Network. And we are talking about overactive bladder. It's a stall world. Talking yes. about bathroom stall. We're here today with Lisa Oliveira, who is an APRN, and Benwith, urology specialist here in Waterbury for over 20 years. And you guys are on Straits Turnpike in we Waterbury. Are in Middlebury. In Middlebury. Yes. We were I Waterbury. Was, I, I, I still think a straight turn break is Waterbury because, you know, it's really right down the street. Yes. Over the hill. Yeah. Down the street. So thank you so much for joining us. And when we left off, we were talking about how we treat overactive bladder. But you had mentioned to me in the break, and I think it's worth us bringing up, and we don't have a ton of time left in the program. So we want to try to hit some of the bigger highlights. You were mentioning um, reasons for overactive Correct. bladder, and I think it's important to talk so about that. So I think um, what, we, you know, if even from our point of view, from when I started in, in treating this, you know, medications is, they are one of the major treatments, and, you know, I'm sure you've seen commercials on television, um, you know, for overactive bladder, but we would have, and, and they work very well for a great deal of the population and in our practice we would find there was a certain segment of the population who did not respond quite the same to medications as others and the more this was studied and looked at there are two reasons really for an overactive bladder so the bladder muscle which is that's what it is it's a muscle is called the detrusor muscle so one reason for an overactive bladder is the muscle itself is just it's it's you know, will be contracting. Um, when the bladder fills, that's the bladder's job. Fill with urine, empty urine. And during the filling phase, the bladder should be absolutely quiet. It should be relaxed and quiet. And the only time it should contract is when those stretch receptors feel it's full. They get a message to the brain and say, okay, now contract and empty. In an overactive bladder, that when it's muscular, that detrusor muscle, it spasms and contracts throughout the filling phase when it should be relaxed. But what we also found out is there's two reasons for an overactive bladder and one is just that and the other is it's the way in which it's called a sensory overactive bladder and that means that the way in which it's getting the messaging from the nerves to contract or not to or to be quiet. It's incredible. So the way the bladder is quiet is there's inhibitory messages all the time 
to not contract during the filling phase, and that's not happening. So there are medications, and they're um, anticholinergics. They're anti-muscarinics. There's there's these receptors in the bladder that are responsible for bladder contraction. So it helps to inhibit those unstable contractions. And now there's a newer medicine out there that is works a little differently. It's not in the anticholinergic category. It works on relaxing the smooth muscle of the bladder, the muscle itself. So that's the medications. When patients are not responding to the medicines, there's two other forms of therapy, and that aims our therapy at the nerve right. pathway. So. We do one form of therapy, which is minimally invasive. There are no side effects to it, and it's called percutaneous tibial nerve stimulation. And I know that's a mouthful, um, but what it is is the tibial nerve runs that same nerve pathway as the nerves for the bladder, and so it reinforces and um, that nerve pathway system. So we um, we have a suite in our office with a reclined chair and a television. Patients come in. We put a acupuncture needle into the Ankle, the ankle and it's right alongside that tibial nerve okay and um, they're they're hooked up to a tiny machine and it stimulates for 30 minutes and do they have to do that frequently it's once a week for 12 weeks okay it's a 12-week session and then we have a um, a more permanent therapy for that and that is called interstim so what that does is that's done surgically where we will put a um, a wire into the back along the nerve root the s1 s2 um, within that placement and it gets attached to um, a, it's literally a pacemaker it looks exact it's the same wow. company it's like a pacemaker for the heart we will burrow it into the buttocks okay and so so that and there's different programs that can be set and that's essentially doing the same thing but more from a permanent how and how has been the result of that for those patients who had not responded to medicines the alternatives have been um, have been very very so well. So you start with medications first, and then you go down. We these. do. We start with behavioral. We go conservative, and we work our way up. We have an algorithm, so it's behavioral, it's medications, and the the other thing I hadn't mentioned as well in the realm of treatments is we do Botox injections in the bladder. Wow, it's amazing. Botox is being used for so many other things, yes. other than what it was traditionally Correct. used for. Lisa, we believe it or not, we have run to the last minute of our program. I cannot thank you enough. This is an incredible topic and we're going to need to bring you back Absolutely. for a full hour program. So yep. I look forward to that. I think it's important for us to um, talk more about issues between the bladder and the kidney. There's so much out there, there is. and there's so much to talk about. So we are so thankful that you took time out today to my, come talk to us. It was us. my pleasure. So Lisa Oliveira from an, our APRN from Urology Specialist here in Wadbury, you want to give their phone number out? Sure. It's 203 757 8361. And you also go on their website. I believe it's Eurospec. Eurospec. Eurospec.com. Eurospec, S-P-E-C.com um, for urology specialists. So definitely go on there. Learn more about Lisa and all the physicians. And we are so happy that you are part of our St. Mary's family. And thank you so much for coming out here today. You're quite welcome. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. And medically speaking, I invite you to go on our website, stmh.org, and click on Spirit of Women. We will have this program on our podcast in a couple of days, probably middle of next week. 
Um, and you can go on our website or you can go on iTunes and go on the podcast. I have my little prompters here telling me what people should go on. Go on podcasts and go on Medically Speaking and this program will be loaded as well as all the other programs we do at Spirit of Women and look for our upcoming programs. We have a program September 15th Fight Fatigue which will be on menopause and sleep and we have another program happening in November which will be on um, what is that one? Tame Type 2 Diabetes. So it left my brain for a minute. So we will let you know more about those in the upcoming weeks. And for now, have a great weekend. Robin Sills, Medically Speaking, have a great, great weekend. Thank you. Hits plus local news, sports, and talk. This is 1320 AM.